What's up, Ventis fam? Welcome to the podcast series of Ventis News. We are back with another season, and this season we'll be focusing on topics surrounding sustainability. In this season, we want to help individuals understand more on what the hype of sustainability is all about. And we will cover four topics that focuses to help individuals understand more about the shift to a green economy and presenting our current sustainability issues that are relevant to the different industries. You are now listening to the first episode of this sustainability season. This show is brought to you by Ventis Learning Group and I'm your host, Singhan. And if you're an individual who's trying to find your way around the corporate ocean or trying to hashtag up your game with your career, this is where you should be. So in today's episode, we will be talking about sustainability and its finance. And let's dive straight into it. To give you a little context on what sustainable finance is, it is often used interchangeably with green finance. And it involves making investment decisions that consider not only the financial returns, but also the environmental, social and governance factors. So in this case here, environmental factors here includes mitigation of the climate crisis or the use of sustainable resources, while social factors include humans and animal rights as well as consumer protection and diverse hiring practices. And last but not least, governance factors refers to the management, employee relations and compensation practices of both public and private organisations. So, sustainable finance has now emerged as a response to a world that is finally seeking to reach social, racial and gender gaps. We are already undergoing a green revolution and the financial sector actually holds enormous power in funding and bringing awareness to issues of sustainability, whether by allowing for research and development of alternate energy sources or supporting businesses that follow fair and sustainable labour practices. Now, without further ado, let's bring in our speaker for today, Kavik, to share his expertise. Hi, Kavik. Welcome to our show. Hi, Jinghan. Hi. Nice meeting you and thanks for having me in your show. So, kickstarting the first episode of our sustainability season, can you first introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I mean, I've been in the sustainability space for all my life, essentially. Um, having worked in civil society, uh, having uh, also touched upon uh, the agri-commodity sector, I also spent a bit of time in renewable energy, and right now I'm doing... Uh, I mean, the FMCG industry looking after waste management and recyclability and closing the loop in terms of our, uh, you know, footprint. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's my background, essentially. Uh, this has been a, a sort of topic that is, I've been very passionate about. And I'm glad that I'm able to uh, pursue my interests as a day-to-day activity to the jobs I've undertaken so far. And now that we have learned more about you, let's learn more about your expertise. What is sustainability and what does sustainability mean to you? 
Well, sustainability is a huge uh, theme, right? I mean, um, it's, it's been around for some time, but I think it's gained a lot of prominence over the last couple of years, especially the last two or three years. Um, sustainability has become really mainstream. Uh, it's not uh, good to have, but it's already a must-have. And there are a lot of dimensions to sustainability. Another way to see it is the ESG paradigm, right, where you have environment, social, and governance. And within those pillars, there are a lot of issues, right? Under environment, right now we are talking about uh, nature-based solutions, uh, science-based targets to meet the, uh, you know, um, two degrees Celsius uh, to limit uh, heating in uh, on Earth to below two degrees Celsius degrees, and then of course uh, we are huge on decarbonization. So a lot of emphasis placed on decarbonization, and potentially a you know a, a more robust. Uh, and more inclusive uh, carbon markets for the trading of carbon credits and uh, emission certificates. So that's coming up. And then of course, the social side is also gaining more uh, more uh, prominence uh, because in the past, I think we've always sort of struggled to, to find metrics to manage social performance. But right now, uh, there's a lot of uh, importance given on to the social element because it cross cuts through our supply chain right so issues like human rights and a lot of attention paid into diversity equality and inclusion uh, within workspaces as well and equal pay for and uh, for male and female and representation of females on boards as well so that's huge uh, that's another thing as well and then of course the social right how do we build more frameworks um, to govern the use of you know technology to help us enable sustainability so a lot of career in that and that's something that has been growing as well and will continue to grow as the theme of sustainability and technology evolves over time and as you mentioned just now, you mentioned that uh, sustainability is get, becoming a big topic in our current world. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure there are many terms and lingos as well. And one that is no stranger to us is definitely sustainable finance. Mm-hmm. So how did sustainable finance come about and what is it? Well, actually, uh, a lot of us think that sustainability of finance is a new phenomenon. But I think the roots of sustainability finance, uh, you know, emerge uh, some time ago, right? Uh, I think uh, Europe is very strong on that. Uh, Europe is leading the push on that, right? I mean, in terms of having frameworks to enable uh, uh, financial institutions to make more disclosures on the finance they are meeting out to their, uh, you know, uh, stakeholders. And of course, uh, making sure that this finance is impactful and does not lead to greenwashing. So a lot of uh, governance frameworks are being put here. Uh, when we talk about Asia, this space is still uh, growing, but I think, at least in the context of Singapore, I think it's grown leaps and bounds over the year. And uh, I mean, we've come to a stage that almost, you know, any finance right now that is meted out by financial institutions has a tinge of sustainability to that. So as I said uh, previously before, uh, you know, uh, this is going to become mainstream. And, uh, uh, you know, in, in future, any, any sort of finance or financial instruments will have sustainability embedded within that. So what's very important right now is to ensure that we are able to create that impactful change with sustainable finance. And sustainable finance does not just um, pan out to be traditional finance over, over time. So we, we need more disclosure. We need more tools and matrices to measure impact uh, uh, coming out of sustainable finance. And that will take a, a more universal effort. And uh, that is something that uh, I guess is the next step of growth for sustainable finance in today's world. 
can you share with us like what are the benefits of sustainable finance to the current economy and how does it actually impact us? Well, finance is one of the greatest levers to drive industries, right? I mean, uh, without finance, uh, we are not able to grow our asset classes. We are not able to, uh, you know, diversify our portfolio and, you know, mergers and acquisitions will not take place, right? So today we are living in a very highly financialized world. Uh, you know, financialization has led to the more, you know, development of new types of financial products, you know, um, you know, as innovation grows, I think uh, financial institutions are coming up with more innovative sort of financial products into the market. And, and the world revolves around finance, right? So uh, essentially, uh, finance can be a very strong lever for change. And that's where sustainable finance finds its footprint. So sustainable finance can uh, help or has the ability to pivot industries from you know, those are highly pollutive and high carbon intensive industries to low carbon uh, intensive industries. So finance is a great lever. And that's when, when you start putting in benchmarks, you know, matrices for measuring and monitoring to, to enable these industries to pivot to low pollutive and low energy industries. That's where the change happens. So uh, finance uh, is, is essentially like a gatekeeper or doorkeeper for, for many of the industrial developments. And that's where the, the, the bang of the buck lies, right? So we want to use finance to create change. And that's why we have the term sustainable finance to enable uh, sustainable industries to take root. And then that will cascade into sustainable livelihoods beyond these industries. What are some of the things that can be green finance? Well, uh, there are a lot of things that can be green finance, right? I mean, uh, you know, first of all, industries, right? Uh, when uh, industries are wanting to uh, pivot, right, to low carbon or, you know, greener industries using clean technology, finance can play a huge lever, right? Because, you know, you need some investment, so you go to the banks to take the loans. So finance comes into play here. All right, so to pivot, right, existing industry to pivot towards new uh, clean tech industries, finance helps. And then if you are new industries exploring new things, all right, for example, you're looking into uh, agri-tech or vertical farming or even uh, things like, uh, you know, um, investment into uh, maybe solar panel installations. And that's where sustainable finance can come in because that's where you sit with the financial institutes and sort of just mark out and develop matrices or a great framework on how you want to structure this product for your needs and how you meet your sustainability targets. So uh, the applicability for sustainable finance is vast. Uh, uh, you know, now we have green, um, uh, you know, exchange traded funds, ETFs that are, uh, you know, they have a sustainability element to that. And then we have also, uh, you know, um, sustainability linked uh, loans, sustainability bonds, uh, we have developmental impact funds uh, specifically for, uh, call it DIFFs, uh, and that's specific to creating developmental impact in, in many of the developing countries. So there are a lot of elements, as I said earlier, I mean, it's become so nuanced and innovative that financial institutions are, uh, you know, um, finding new sorts of securities and derivatives that have a sustainability element to really, uh, you know, uh, sh- create a shift in, in the market right now. And then what do you think are the priorities in the matter of sustainable finance and how does it shape the world of investing? 
So uh, that's a very uh, important juncture for the whole sustainable finance industry. I think today it's all about aligning, right? So uh, I think the first of all would be on disclosures, right? How do we enable financial institutions to uniformly make disclosures on the impact created from their finance and um, the, the ensuing transparency that sort of comes about with that. So I think that's very important. And that's what uh, institutional investors uh, are, you know, uh, champing at the bit for, right? You know, disclosures, transparency. And then, of course, uh, uh, another portion would be agreed standards and frameworks to meet out um, sustainable finance so that you can enable comparisons of the type of finance that's meted out and what is the impact that's been created. There are a lot of principles. There's the IFC, International Financial Corporation principles. Uh, there's also the principles of responsible investment. But these have different ways on how uh, what sort of factors you look into when you meet out finance. So uh, we, we, we probably need more alignment and we, we also need uh, uh, sort of standards that sort of also cater more to the ASEAN and Asian markets because, you know, contextualization is very important in this part of the world. So that is important. So, uh, yeah, that would be the second bit. And then, of course, uh, third bit would be, as I said, I mean, linked to the first point is on greenwashing, right? So uh, governance of sustainable finance. So there might be more institutional body governance or be the, 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 the check and balance for, sustainable, for institutions that are meeting out sustainable finance. So that would mean more reporting, more disclosures, and more probably surveillance as well. Can you also share with us what is impact investing and what are some of the biggest challenges in impact investing? So when it comes to impact investing, I mean, uh, specifically, you are investing for a specific impact, that you, positive uh, externality or impact that you want to generate. So can be very specific. For example, if you're looking to, uh, an example I can give is that investment is centered towards helping women in Africa to secure new jobs and uh, improve their livelihoods. That means uh, family livelihoods. So it's very specific. So this is uh, impact that arises with, that is not able to take place without any other form of uh, intervention. So that's what we call uh, impact investing. And it's a very specific to a, specifically tailored towards a specific uh, positive social or environmental impact that you want to achieve. And that's how we are motivated, right? So it's very sli slightly different from, it falls under the uh, paradigm of uh, sustainable financing, but it's very much uh, targeted on specific impact, social or uh, environmental impacts. And as I said, the example earlier is uh, uh, probably gives you a bit of light on what it needs. And uh, when you talk about impact investment, uh, I think the two things is about financial return and impact, right? So that's the trade-off, right? So uh, traditionally, you're more focused on the impact rather than the financial return, which is very, which is what we look for in mainstream financial investment. So uh, when it comes to impact, uh, you place a greater importance on the impact rather than the uh, financial return. So there's a trade-off and um that's how, uh, you know, how, how do you balance this trade-off with the stakeholders, right, uh, which is very important. And very importantly, when it comes to impact, you need to measure and communicate that impact, all right? So development of matrices that really accurately measure as much as possible the impact that is generated from that investment. So uh, that is, in a nutshell, what impact investment uh, means, right? 
what are some of the biggest challenges in impact investing? Uh, for again, for impact investment, uh, what we will see is, I mean, uh, as investors, uh, you know, some investors want return. So uh, when you know they see that impact is prioritized over return, uh, they might pull out of that engagement. So that was one of the the biggest challenges in impact investing. Uh, the second one is the lack of appetite for long term. Uh, uh, investment, right? So if you are not seeing any sort of, uh, you know, progress in your investment activities, uh, you know, impact investors might feel uh, uh, a bit disheartened and they might drop off from, I mean, they might exit that investment. So then what happens to the community you're investing in or the stakeholders you're investing in, right? So big question mark on that. And then the third thing is, of course, uh, you know, uh, we need to do better in measuring the impact, right? So even though we do have some frameworks for like, for example, the Global Invest uh, Impact Investing Network, they have some guidelines for measurement of matrix, uh, matrices for impact. Uh, we need to do better in terms of measuring and disclosing that to, to third party. And very importantly, when we do impact investing, we need the local partners to give the context on the ground, all right? So that's very important. Right, because uh, you know, institutional investors might come from different parts of the world, but if they not they are not able to contextualize the ground realities, then um, the social aspect of that investment suffers, and you are not able to create the desired impact that you want to create. And of course, uh, impact investment uh, has a lot of elements to that. It's not just the investors; it's the, the you know the the local operators, the the local uh, sort of what you call the the service providers, the guarantors, um, you know, in case that investment uh, does not meet the desired outcome, the guarantor comes in to back the investor. And then, of course, uh, you need also a verifier to verify independently, third party, the impacts that have generated. And of course, you must communicate that as well. And what happens after that, right? So that's the big question mark. So how do you enable that society you're invested in to sustain beyond the tenure of your investment so that's another uh, issue as well and of course very importantly uh, the last bit is we, you know we deem impact uh, uh, in our own lens but it's very important to ask the end users whether that investment has really impacted them so feedback is very important and we need to seek feedback candidly uh, from them for that investment should businesses consider impact investing Yes, I mean, uh, businesses, I mean, as a next wave of change, I mean, especially, uh, uh, you know, if, if they are really uh, at a stage that they, they think they're ready for that, they have the, the skill sets, they have the nuances within the organization, they, they should look for that. And, uh, you know, that's beyond mainstream, uh, I won't say mainstream, but that's beyond sustainable financing, right? So they, they should explore that quite actively. And it all depends what business you are in, right? So, uh, you know, uh, if it's if directly within your supply chain, then yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense for you to to take part. But then if it's also part of the extended supply chain, then it's something that you want to consider. So it depends on the industry you're in, what is the change you want to create and having that uh, crystallized upfront before going in, knowing what you want to achieve and consulting the stakeholders before doing it and not just doing it for the sake of just wanting to show that you're doing a bit of impact investment. Yeah. Also, how will we be able to know if an investment product is sustainable? Yeah, so that, that's the million-dollar question, right? So, um, yeah, I think we all deem, uh, I mean, we take uh, the, 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 
whatever is put out at face value, right? I mean, um, you know, uh, and that's one of the issues we have been talking about, the, 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 the fact on disclosure and transparency. And a lot of times when sustainability products are put out on the market by financial institutions, uh, with the fact that they are actually uh, sustainable financial products, uh, we take it as face value, right? So we, we need to know what are the questions we need to ask these financial institutions uh, to really understand the sustainability element behind those products. So right now, that is a huge part that is missing and that needs to be fulfilled uh, by, by institutions and generally the industry as a whole so that uh, you know, consume, uh, investors can be uh, investors, retailers can be more aware of what they are purchasing, what they invested into, and really uh, make a choice or, or no, on the different sustainable financial products that are available in the market. And uh, as investors, we also need to ask them the right questions to show that we really know the gist of the issue and we don't go down the slippery slope of uh, you know, greenwashing in that sense. And then what are some, of, some approaches to take to sustainable finance and green investing like can you provide us with some strategies or some trends well uh there are many elements to that right i mean uh, first of all is to understand your portfolio right i mean what you want to achieve right i mean if i'm, I'm just talking from a, a industry perspective right i mean uh, of course i mean if you want to uh, take that up and of course you know uh, these are typically finance that is offered to you at a discounted rate in return for achieving some sustainability goals, right? So you have to align with, with, with your portfolio, all right? And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, that has to tie in with the type of finance you're going for, right? Are you looking for a loan? Uh, you know, are you just looking for a, as I said earlier, you know, uh, are you looking for a... Uh, uh, development impact fund, for example, or are you just going to, you know, invest in, you know, uh, green exchange traded funds, for instance. So you need to align what you want to achieve. I think that's very important. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, there's a lot of thought process being, you know, I mean, heavy, heavy investments going into uh, renewable energy as well. Uh, you see a lot of green finance being channeled to the, towards that, especially solar and wind energy, especially in this part of the world, Vietnam, Japan, and even India, a lot of projects uh, that have been sustainably financed for wind energy or green energy in that sense. And then the other one would be the tech side of things, right? So technology um, has been uh, another major shift, right? So we talk about food tech. Uh, you've been seeing a lot of investments going into plant-based meat, for example, um, that's one thing. And of course, in the context of Singapore, you're talking about agri-tech, right? So vertical farming, um, farming that allows us to produce our own, uh, produce within the country and reducing uh, carbon footprint quite significantly. So agri-tech. And of course, you know, the, a lot of other investments being made into, uh, uh, you know, just basically pivoting industries, right? Um, from uh, energy intensive ones to low energy intensive ones, for example, coal to, you know, pivot to, you know, industries like natural gas, for example. So uh, a lot of things, I mean, uh, these are some themes uh, that, that are quite common today and uh, fundamentally it depends what you want to achieve and align, aligning to your own outcomes and co-creating the goals and impacts that you want to create with your financial institution and being transparent about that. Yeah. How do we measure risk in green investments and how do we manage them? Well, uh, when we make green, uh, green investments, there are a lot of uh, 
methodologies you can use to do a uh, research evaluation. So, you know, the, there's a lot of stress testing that can be done. All right. Uh, so you, you use different elements uh, to, you know, climate stress tests. All right. And th when we look at green investments, right, I mean, one of the, the, uh, the, 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 the issues we, we find is that we lack the ability to accurately pinpoint what are the risks. So um, companies typically undertake uh, a huge uh, risk assessment before they make that investment. So a lot of due diligence being done. Um, and before that, uh, you know, there are organizations that would have done a risk assessment of your company and your ESG rating, right? So based on your disclosures to your annual reports or sustainability reports and publicly available information, your ESG risk can be morning, uh, can be determined uh, by, you know, uh, uh, sort of what they call uh, due diligence co companies that do, do ESG due diligence on, uh, on, uh, on industries, right? So that can be done. And of course, if you want to embark on a new project, for example, a wind farm, then you will get a consultant to do a thorough risk assessment and you know, engage your stakeholders to determine the true risk. And then you might want to stress test certain elements of uh, you know, that, that project in, in that sense. So uh, that is typically a... a, a a uh, approach that's taken. And then of course, when it comes to elements of measurement, then it depends on which industry you're in, right? So different industries have different uh, measurements, right? So if you're looking at wind, you're probably looking at, you know, how much emissions you have offset, you know, how many lives, uh, how many uh, uh, households you're providing energy to, what is the cost saving? Are you creating more jobs within the industry? And you know these are some of the ESG factors you look into in terms of measuring of performance. So it depends on which sector, and it's it's quite subjective in that sense. So now, before we end our first session on sustainability and its finance, could you leave us a take-home message for our listeners or any golden rules you have to encourage you to keep going? Sure. So, uh, as I said, uh, sustainable finance is becoming mainstream uh, and it will become the, the, the new norm, I think, in years to come, especially in this part of the world. And as uh, investors or uh, you know, uh, consumers or retailers interested in sustainable finance, I think, before you embark on any potential investment, I think it's always good to understand what you're stepping into. So always uh, ask the right questions. Um, ask fundamentally, why is this product uh, sustainable and what makes it sustainable? And you know, very importantly, how are such uh, impacts uh, of these uh, financial tools or products being measured to create the change? So do a bit of homework, do a bit of due diligence, ask your relationship managers on, you know, what is the intended outcome of this uh, financial product that you are investing into. And of course, you know, very importantly, um, make sure that they are able to answer you as transparently as honestly as possible, because uh, we have a part to play within the ecosystem. And if we don't ask the right questions, then uh, we, we, we sort of also run the risk of you know, uh, financial institutions continue uh, uh, not continuing, but greenwashing uh, this whole space. So that's very critical, and we have a significant role to play to be educated, to be aware, and to ask the right questions. Thanks, Kavi. Thanks for coming on our podcast. Thank you, Jinghan. Pleasure. Mm -hmm.
Hi, Ventis fam. From this session, we now know that the finance sector's performance is strongly correlated with the performance of the economy. This means that it is both exposed to the myriad of risks along the value chain, but it is also well positioned to capture value from the opportunities that a sustainable economy presents. And the transition to a sustainable economy also offers considerable investment opportunities present in frameworks such as the Sustainable Development Goals, SDG for short, or in the growth of the renewable energy and energy efficiency sectors, which will be discussed more in our later episodes. With that, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Ventis News Season 6. Stay tuned to our next episode next week to continue to find out more about sustainable finance. And if you do have any questions regarding the topic of sustainable finance, do drop down your questions in the comment section below or drop us a DM. We are available on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Telegram, and so on Spotify. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to us for more podcast episodes and we will see you soon. Bye!